welcome to In Progress, a podcast to help you grow and learn how to become a better version of yourself. Now, here's your host, Michael Cerigliano. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of In Progress. I'm your host, Michael Cerigliano, with special guest, John Strawn, owner of Johnny's Powerhouse. That's me. As you can see, he's doing a little dance right now. <laughs> how you doing, John? Good, Mike. My excited dance video. I love that. <laughs> so, John runs a personal training gym, as you can see, um, a whole program. He does the diet for his clients, the workouts for his clients, all of that. And I wanted to have him on the podcast today to kind of dispel the the negativity surrounding paying a coach to get you fit, because there's a lot of people you know this, that think that they could, myself included, prior to paying you, I thought that I could just Google it myself, YouTube it myself, and I could figure it out. I don't need you, sure. right? Yeah. Because I've worked out with you before. So I'm like, well, if I worked out with them, I know <laughs> what I'm doing. I've, I've already been on that level. Yeah, man. Um, so what do you think is the, what, what do you think you bring to the table as a, as a coach that like, I can't do by myself in I mean, regards to like, yeah. Let's start with like the training aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, it's when you're in the middle of doing a movement, right? Can you like see yourself? Not really. Even if no. you have a mirror in front of you, can you see your side? Can you see your back? No, no not really. And how do you know if you're in the right position or not? Has, have you taken the time to study on what your body looks like at all different angles? Probably not, right? No, definitely not. Yeah, so you go on Instagram or Google or whatever and you see people are like, do this form. This is correct form. This is correct form. But that's not everyone's the same, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's different. So, I mean, even with you, like today we're working the deadlifts and I'm moving your hips on different heights to see what works best. Like, yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's so that body, height and that movement was specific to my body type. Yeah, everyone's body's different. Some people have long torsos. Some people have short torsos. Some mm-hmm. people have long arms, short arms, long arms, long legs, stuff like that. So, how do you know what you do? Like, I. Like, what do you do for work, right? You, you go to work, you sell stuff all day, you know how to talk to people, you know what, you know what all that stuff is. Right. Ins and outs, right? And you took the time to learn that and then learn how to properly present that to people. And that's what coaches do also. Mm. Like, yeah, sometimes, I mean, we're, we're dicks, right? We can yell, we can be aggressive, like, but we, we, do a, we do a harder job. We try to find out different ways to motivate people also. So mm-hmm. there's just a lot into it, right? Like, just on the movement side, like I was explaining, and then, how do you know what to do and when to do it? How do you know to, how how do you order your exercises? How do you select them? Right. Do you know what you're weak at? Do you know what you're strong at? Typically no. not. So like, kind of like that. So that's kind of what coaches do, and why they're more beneficial than just going on YouTube and looking at an influencer influencer who's never really done anything but try to look cool on the internet. So. Right. Exactly. And that's uh, that's honestly that was my biggest thing, um prior to doing the training with you is I would just look at like YouTube videos of like, uh, what's his name? Uh, bomb or brum, whatever. See bum. Oh, see bum. Yeah. yeah. I would like look at videos of him doing a leg day and I'm like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Because but, like, you got see bum genetics you're on his steroid cycle. You've been well, he's working as long as he has. He's definitely not. He's come out <laughs> about it. But like, you've been working as long as he has. You have the same goals. Yeah. So do exactly what he does. Well, like, even if I was to just take it back to just that part, right? His, his leg workout, for example, I was, I watched a video of him doing a leg workout and I was like, well, I need to work on legs. You know, very well. (laughs) 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 Um, But I saw him do like five, four or five different workouts. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to go do those. And I did it at like either full intensity or what I thought was full intensity or not full intensity based on like just how lazy I felt. And there was really no rhyme or reason to what I was doing. I was just copying what I saw. Mm-hmm. And like what I've noticed with the training that you've given me and that you've done in person is tracking the weight. So like say that I'm feeling lazy when I first start out with you, which is exactly what it was. Always. I felt lazy. So like I started with low weights. But then the following week, I'll start with the highest weight that I ended with last week. And then I'll try and move up. And eventually you get to a point where like you're kind of plateauing. You're seeing like this is as heavy as I can go with good form. Mm-hmm. And so you work on that. And then eventually every time you move up again and you try it and you get it. So like you can actually see the progress week over week, as opposed to what most people do is just go to the gym and whatever machine is open, yeah, you just go there. Sure. I mean, 
Yeah, and just like you said, I th- the big thing that comes to, I think, is a lot of people don't know or they think they know, and a lot of people have like confidence issues. So it's like we live in a time where all over the internet you see like 18-year-old girls who look more than 35-year-old men. So right. like, people are a lot more insecure nowadays. People have a lot more confidence issues, especially when they're in the gym. Mm. And they think everyone's always judging them. So with a coach there, like it gives somebody like somebody to validate them, right? Somebody mm-hmm. to tell them they're stronger than they think they are. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't think they're as strong as they are. They're they're afraid. Yeah. They don't want to get hurt. You know, it's it's reasonable fear, right? They don't yeah. want to get hurt, but you just give in to your fear. What are you gonna do? You're never gonna you're never gonna progress. If exactly. you think you're gonna die because of squat, you fail a squat, you're never gonna get stronger. Mm-hmm. You gotta have that confidence in a personal trainer. You know, not even a guy like who's giant like me standing, right? Just any personal trainer who has a, a good connection, a good, a good rapport with their client, they're going to know kind of like what their client needs to hear, right? Like, uh-huh. like I know some of my, my clients need to be yelled at, right? They need to be, you know, told they suck, they're being a little bitch, you know, yeah, yeah. But some of my clients can't get talked like that. So I, you know, I talk in a kinder voice, like a, a nice voice and I set them aside and I give them extra time and you know, bring down their anxiety. It's just about mm-hmm. learning how people <clears throat> respond. It's. You know, most of the time, coaches are just there to communicate, really. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually, your clients learn, like, good motions. They learn good form and technique and all that. And you're mm-hmm. there just to, like, observe and, like, uh, just make sure they don't get hurt. And to help that part, they need somebody there to be like, yes, you're doing good. Like, yes, that looks good. Or, yes, continue. You put more weight on. Because mm-hmm. when do you put more weight on, like you're saying? You don't know, right? No, not at all. No. Like, if we were doing, for example, I were doing squats today, first of all, I would never do squats. Of course not. I would never do squats. I know that. But <laughs> if I was to even entertain the idea of doing squats, my form would have been significantly worse. Oh, well, yeah. And the weight probably would have been the same. I probably actually, out of just pure ego, put 45s on each side and just struggled through well, yeah. a 135 squat in with terrible form. Well, that bar's 62 pounds, so it'd be 153, but yeah. Well... Yeah, on a standard <laughs> a standard bar. No, yeah, I mean that's that's stuff like that. Like, you know, a lot of times you have low energy, you have low motivation, mm-hmm. you have low dedication. I don't know, whatever it is, you're tired, you didn't sleep well, you didn't eat enough, but like you feel like you can't do more, but you can always do more. Your brain's always going to give up before your body does. So like, you know, I don't really follow the RPE scale, which is the rating of perceived exertion scale, mm-hmm. uh, just because like it's based on how you feel. So I'd be like, Mike, like, what did that? weight feel like on a scale of one to ten right mm. one being the easiest ten being your 100 max and you're like well that felt like a seven like but was it really a seven maybe you're just a little exhausted a little more overstimulated than you were the day before or last time you did it right so like it's never going to feel the same like you go to pick up a weight it's never going to feel the same every time it depends on how you recover and you know a bunch of other aspects but like how do you know right if yeah. i just tell you to go up there and We'll lift weight and I don't give you any things like I need you to progress to this weight and give you like timelines and mm-hmm. help you set those goals. So it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean that just going back to like the training that we just did now, right? Yeah. With my knee and needing rehab yeah. with my knee um, without you, I can honestly say I probably would have been doing absolutely zero activity yeah. this entire time. I probably at this point, would have maybe felt better than I do now, maybe not. Um, I would have gotten back into my actual like sports quicker, but like us doing the lunges today, right? You saw me. Yeah. I was scared shitless to yeah. put weight on my one leg, yeah. and in turn, my other leg was basically carrying the load from the back, which is not good, not good at all. And you were just like, put the weight on the front, <laughs> you'll be fine, yeah. don't worry about it. And then I just I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And then I literally put everything on the front and I was fine, but I had the mental block. So in turn, I thought I couldn't do it. And you're like, you can. Yeah. And then I just did. I was like, you know what? Fuck and it. You just did a bunch of squats before. Yeah. And you're right. And deadlifts. Nothing and you're walking and deadlifting. It's fine. It's, again, yeah. Stuff like that. People are just scared. So like a lot of the, a lot of my clients have like past injuries and like ACL issues, shoulder issues. and mm. Like, yeah, I went to PT, but then when after it stopped, oh, it got worse again. Well, yeah, because you stopped doing it, and you don't know what to do for that anymore. I've been injured all over. I hurt myself all the time. Literally. I've rehab, like, all of my joints. So, like, I got a pretty good knowledge of that. Like, I'm not a physical therapist, and I don't claim to be. I can't 
take that role, but I can help people be more confident and help them feel better. Like I can't think I'm not a doctor, but I can help them be more confident and teach them how to re-strengthen some of the tendons and muscles around these joints for specific movement patterns. And, so they can go back to doing what they like. Right. So a lot of these people like played sports and they stopped, but now they can play sports again because their knees aren't pounding. Yeah. So like, this is don't be stupid. And a big part of don't be stupid, if you don't know what you're doing, you should hire someone to help you. Right. Like, are you going to rewire your house if you don't know anything about electrical? No, you're going to burn the fucking house down. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. So, like, why are you going to go try to lift heavy weight if you don't know what the hell you're talking about? You're going to you're gonna hurt yourself, and then you're just going to bring your progress back, and you're going to upset yourself. Oh, I don't want to pay, you know, $200 a month or whatever the hell it is. It's like, well, what's $200 in the long run? Right, exactly. You're, gonna you're preserving your body, your health, and how And you're learning, that. too. Like, coaching isn't just about me telling you what to do. It's about me teaching you so you can go do it confidently without me. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to have to fucking get a text from you every day. Like, does this look good? Show me a video. Oh, does mm-hmm. this? And it's the same fucking thing for six months. I don't want you to do that. I'm going right. to teach you how to do it. I'm going to teach you why that movement's good for whatever it is. And then you're going to go do it on your own. You're going to be confident. Like, I want to teach you the ins and outs. I want to teach you to become your own coach eventually. It's like, that's that's the goal, right? Like, I don't want to make you dependent on me. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not a baby. You're a grown man. And right. I want to make you into a smarter grown man to go help yourself. And then you stay with me, sure, because you enjoy that I'm pushing you and I'm teaching you more. Yeah. There's always more to learn. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if you want to coach and you don't want to learn about shit, that's fine. I'm not going to beat you. But, like, I'm going to teach you how to do it properly. Maybe I'm not go deep dive into how, how, you're, how I'm programming you, why I'm programming you, these things. But, like, I'm always going to teach you how to do it because I shouldn't have to watch you every second. No, absolutely. Like if yeah, you know, form always breaks down, confidence and movements breaks down, and then you come in, we check in, we fix it, and then it gets it's easier to fix every time. Mm-hmm. And like to your point, when I work out with you, I, you know, I keep I specifically and intentionally leave leg workouts for you just because of the knee and my lack of history of working out legs. But like my workouts in the gym by myself without you, I've noticed I'm sweating now when I'm working mm-hmm. out. I'm out of breath after workouts. Like I'm actually like I'm exerting myself. Whereas yeah. before I treated weightlifting as almost like just a task to do, yeah. but it wasn't actually exercise. Yeah. Now I've noticed because of like the breathing technique that you have me do now, the the method in which I'm I'm focusing on muscle contraction and form and stability and posture, all of that encompasses almost all different like all different muscles during a certain workout mm-hmm. so i'm working out a lot harder i'm noticing that like a lot of my lifts require lower weight mm-hmm. to get the form and i'm still sore and really fatiguing my muscles while doing less weight and mm-hmm. i'm just noticing my workouts are a lot better now because you laid out exactly what i'm to do with how many sets how many reps which workout what form like there's the dumbbell floor press mm-hmm. So there's the dumbbell four plus. I got to do that. And then I got to superset that with tri- uh, dumbbell skull crunchers. But then there's another day where I'm doing barbell bench press. Yeah. And like those are two completely different workouts, two completely different weights that I'm using. And they hit differently when you're doing the workout. And that's something that I would have never like, I would have never done two days of <laughs> press. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, people just don't, you know, you got to take time to study it like anything else, right? It's yeah. It's like. And then when you pay somebody, like you're saying, you're going to work harder. Now you're invested, right? Oh, absolutely. So, like, say you want to get started. Like, you don't. You don't. It's hard for you to get up. It's hard for you to get into the routine. But if you go pay for it, you pay someone $160 a month, $200 a month, mm-hmm. you're going to go there and see them at least at one time a month. And then that's going to keep building up because I'm going to keep telling you to do your other days. I'm going to annoy the shit out of you. I'm going to mm-hmm. bully you. And I'm going to tell you to keep fucking doing them. Eventually, you're going to do your second day. I'm going to tell you how proud I am of you. And you're going to feel great about yourself. And then we're going to have a third day. And so it's like you just work harder when you pay someone. Because when you pay people, people care about their money. And they're going to show up at least that one day. And then yeah. It's just the talks over time. And, you know, them starting to see that day go up, those movements, their squat go up, they're getting stronger. Then they notice in their daily life when they go to pick something up, they're not just bending over and rounding their back. They're doing a squat or they're doing an RDL or a real deadlift. Mm-hmm. Good posture. And then they get happy they come in and they tell you and it's like because they're learning and then they're happy and then they're happy they keep going and they keep going and then they make a routine so it's like you know lifting's you're not always going to be happy with what you do but at the beginning it's these gains you get are so exciting and then oh, that's yeah. what gets you hooked and then mm-hmm. they say after 21 days a habit's formed so you just stick with it for a month and then you're just going to keep showing up 
Yeah. Like face off line, you're definitely gonna show up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that was for for me. I mean, aside, honestly, like with your knowledge and like you just like giving me little tips and pointers before I even paid you, like I was like, well, he knows what he's fucking talking about. So he's worth the money already. He knows how to rehabilitate because he's done that on his own. And then on top of that, I have noticed as well that I'm I am larger now. Like my muscles are actually larger now mm-hmm. because before I was. Not even eating bad. Well, kind of eating bad. No, you're eating real bad, bro. I was eating Who bad. Like 50% well, no, hold on, fat, hold bro. on. Like what the hell? I was eating. This dude's like. I was eating. This dude's bad. like carbohydrates are the devil. I'm gonna only eat the fucking fat off of the bacon, and that's what I eat all fucking day, dude. I was only eating one meal a day. I was eating like 500, 600 calories a day, but it was like 70 percent fat. fat. He yeah. said, "Damn, look at this bottle of olive oil. I'm freaking Italian. Dude, uh, the olive oil you need. Drink the whole bottle of olive oil." And he's like, "Yeah." no carbs carbs are evil but to that point <laughs> phenomenal segue um you did put me on a specific diet where to from my understanding of it it's more macro focused than it is calorie focused well i don't first off i don't prescribe diets i'm not a dietitian so but what i do is i give people calories and, a fairly a recommendation yeah like I, I recommend you know a certain amount of calories for you to eat and then certain amount of macros like your carbohydrates proteins and fat mm. usually it's carbs are highest second fats the lowest right mm. so that's i just help people figure out what, how much they should be eating and then how to either raise it or lower it based on whatever their goals are and then talk about what the macros are and then mm. tell them how much of each to eat i don't tell you what to eat like i'm not gonna right. tell you i'm not gonna make you I'm not gonna make, why would i do that that's right. boring but that. so my diet prior to coming to you it's cold <laughs> so i'm just gonna like explain to you guys like what the week leading up to coming and working with john my i was eating basically every day i was only eating one time a day and that one time a day i was eating uh ground <laughs> bison meat so red meat i was Delicious, eating bro. um what was it ground bison meat in s- salad I don't know, probably like, and like 80 cheese sticks. Yeah, um, like I was eating a primarily fat and protein to keto diet, essentially, uh, I guess. No, it was way too much fat for that, but yeah. But like, so that, <laughs> where I'm eating primarily meat and I'm focusing on meat, red meat, what is, what's wrong with that? And then what's wrong with like keto as a whole, as opposed, because like your recommendation for me was 50% carbohydrates. And my diet prior to that has always been, and try to have as minimal carbs as possible. Well, I mean, that came about a long time ago. I don't know, late 90s, I don't know, early 2000s. And then it was a huge carbohydrate scare because there's one, just one study and it's like anecdotal evidence or something. There wasn't a lot of people involved in it and it got dismissed, but it said like carbs lead to weight gain. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh no. And then the American Heart Association put something out and they followed through with that. But then... You know, when it was debunked that carbs do that, you know, carbs are only four grams of, or four, four calories per gram. So it's like, that's not much and fats are nine. So the American Heart Association just never wanted to like go back on that and say, oh, we were wrong. Yeah. All those people died because we told them to be high fat diet and then clogged heart their attacks. fucking arteries and yeah. gave them heart attacks. We can't say that because then we can be responsible for all that. Right. So that's where that came from. There's a lot. There's a there's a lot of good documentaries on it. Videos on YouTube you can watch about it. But essentially, like carbohydrates, right? They're your body's number one energy source. So, like, why wouldn't you eat that the most? Like your car needs gas, right? Right. Fill your car up with soda pop. Uh-huh. Soda pop. <clears throat> but <laughs> uh, yeah, like forty-five to fifty percent carbs is like a normal thing I would recommend to somebody. Uh-huh. But if you're like a super intense athlete, you need even more of that. Especially right. if you're in season, you're gonna need so many carbs. Uh-huh. And then protein, like you wanna, you wanna, you wanna gain muscular size, muscular strength. You need to have a good amount of protein. That's what repairs your muscles. And then fat, fat. You need fat. It's important for the essential, like uh, it's the essential functions of your organs. Uh-huh. Your organs' main energy source uh, is fat. So like, if I just laid in bed all day, like I was burning a lot of fat. Like most of my energy source would come. Carbs are coming from burning a lot of fat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> then, um, what was your second question? I forgot. Well, no, I was gonna, <laughs> I, I was gonna ask you, um, 
because of the diet that I'm on now, right? I'm on the 50%, 35-50. Um, like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, is there... I've noticed that I've gained... I've gained weight obviously just yeah. by eating more because i was go- i'm going from 700 calories a day to yeah, 2000 around enough, and i told you you right. gain weight initially but what you did i you literally said like hey just so you know this is what's going to happen and well, you're you eating did. nothing you're eating 700 <clears throat> calories a day what do you think's going to happen so can you explain to me well it's gonna there's two questions i got for you actually okay. um well first off there are times when I'm almost like forcing myself to eat because I'm going from an OMAD diet to this. Yeah. Um, does that mean that I'm overeating or does that mean that I'm just getting my body back to what it should be? Well, you know, it could be, you technically would be overeating because when you don't eat enough, you're just becoming smaller and when you eat more, you're becoming expanded, right? Mm-hmm. So your stomach's just not used to this amount of food. Mm-hmm. But you're training a lot more than you used to now. You're right. a lot more active than you were. So if I didn't raise the amount of calories you got, you would show no increase in strength. You'd have no energy levels lifting. You'd feel like garbage. You wouldn't recover. But yeah, you're going to gain weight at first. Your body's not good at using energy. Your mm. body needs to learn how to use energy. So you don't give it enough food, and all of a sudden you flood it with more food. It's going to be like, just store it all. Just store it all because mm. it's used to storing it. Because if you don't eat enough, it's going to store pretty much everything. It's going to use the most minimal amount to keep you alive and able to what you do. And then mm. it'll store the rest because it's like, we're not getting a lot. We're going to need to use this. Mm. And when you increase it, your body gets shocked. And it's like, just store it all because that's all it knows how to do. But mm-hmm. as you stay active and as you continue to eat a normal amount, it's going to begin to learn how to utilize the energy better. Mm-hmm. So, And then as it learns to use the energy better, that's when the weight's going to start coming off because then it's going to stop storing as much. And it's just going to use it all. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. No. And uh, so that actually was – going to lead up into my next question kind of half answered it just now um but so what i was doing before was basically in a seven day span i would not eat one or two of the days i'd eat one meal a day the rest of the days i'd essentially be i was starving myself and the reason why i was so dead set on that specific diet plan is because i noticed results when i started doing it and then over time continuing it I noticed that I actually was gaining weight, and no matter how many days I didn't eat, I would still remain the same weight. I might lose a few pounds, but it wasn't that initial. Like when I first started it, I wouldn't eat. For, I did. I did a three, four day fast, yeah. and I lost like ten pounds. Yeah. And then I would do the same thing like a month ago, and I lost like two. Well, yeah, because your body's starting to realize it's not getting food. So when it gets food, it keeps it all. That's so it's basically just. It's not like a bad thing, right? Like humans used to never eat that much, right? Mm-hmm. So when we ate meat from animals, we would immediately store it all because we didn't really get meat from animals that much. We would eat mostly berries and nuts and random shit on the ground and die when we eat poisonous mushrooms. But then we start farming and we start eating meat all the time. And then your bodies had to learn how to hold on to it. So mm-hmm. it was just something, you know, a human body was made to do so it could survive. It's not bad. But I mean, you need... With that knowledge, you need to learn how to manage it. Right. I don't know why people think eating less is going to make you skinny. You may see a decrease in weight initially, but like when you stop eating more, you also start taking in less water because of all that water from the meat and the other foods you eat. Mm. So now you're retaining less water. So yeah, the initial weight drop is going to be, oh crap, like we're all at energy and we're used to all this energy. So blast it all off and now you're retaining less water. You're a little more dehydrated, but all mm. of a sudden your body's going to learn to start storing more again. Mm. Your body's always trying to stay alive. Because, yeah, so my understanding when you were saying that, uh, telling me that initially when you gave me the different, like, like you know, split up the food, however, whatever. Um, my initial understanding of that was basically because I was starving myself and I was doing it for so long that my body was just like, yeah, we just don't eat. Hey. <laughs> no. I mean, um, my, yeah. bo- my body was basically like, hey, we don't eat. So every time we eat, we're going to keep it. And that's why I started seeing less and less weight loss results because my body was just like no this is just what we do now well yeah and then like and i'm right now trying to bring my body back to like you're gonna a homeostasis of 2000 yeah. calories but then you start to, to waste muscle too so now your body's breaking down proteins to make energy and that's like so inefficient mm-hmm. breaking down proteins you spend a lot of energy make breaking it down and you get so little at the end mm-hmm. and now your muscles can't recover because there's no protein to repair them so like you maybe you do lose weight maybe you get skinny but you look like a fucking flabby ass piece of paper floating away got saggy ass boobies you got that skinny fat gut and no muscles what's the point right who cares how much you weigh first off right yeah 
like just just get strong, put on some muscle, then your weight doesn't matter as much. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why people are so obsessed with it, like the number on the scale. I feel like without the muscle, that's when you care. Because like for me, well, yeah. when I was going to the gym. But whose fault is that most of the time? Your own. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there are conditions out there that cause you to retain more, you know, weight. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about. Doubt it. (laughs) I'm talking about, like, just the normal average person who's just chilling and keeps making excuses, right? Yeah. You know, I would exercise, but I don't have the time. Like, fuck you. You have the time. You just don't. It's not a priority. You had. I didn't have the time. You said that. Now look at you. It's perfect. Because when you make it a priority, you'll find the time. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to take time out of your sitting on your ass watching TV or. Playing exactly. video games, just doing whatever the hell you want, doing nothing. Mm. Like spend, just take an hour, right? It doesn't yeah. even, just take an hour out of your day, you know, three days a week to start. And that you, people try to tell me they don't got three days. Why well, work ten hours? I don't care. Your body doesn't care. Your health doesn't care, right? Yeah. You still got to take care of yourself. Make time. Don't give a shit if you work 10, 12 hours. There's if you work twelve hours, you have the next day off. When do you have off? Well, I have two days off. Okay, what do you do? Well, I don't want to do anything in my days off because my days off, I want to relax. Now you're making more bullshit excuses. Mm-hmm. And that's all I hear all the time is like, first of all, I don't know if I can do this. I, uh, I don't have the time. Okay, okay. Then I sit there. I'm like, okay, what did you do that week? Well, what do you mean? Well, tell me your hours at work. You know, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, you get off at 5, so why can't you go at 5.36? You know, I like to unwind. Okay, that's your problem right there. You want to sit there and do nothing. And you mm-hmm. want to make an excuse that that unwinding is more important than your health. You don't have to be an athlete, right? I'm not. A, I'm not saying you got to be strong, man. You don't got to be an athlete, but like, you have to care about how strong you are and how healthy you are. I don't. What else is there, right? Like, what else is there but your health? If you have poor health, you're weak, and you have poor health, you're going to rely on other people to take mm-hmm. care of you. Why do you just want to be baby? Yeah. I don't understand. Why don't you want to be capable? And they're like, well, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And they push off. Next thing they know, they're seventy and they're living in a nursing home and they can't walk. Because they sat on their fat ass all day and they're four hundred pounds, or they're fifty and they're they're fifty and there's eighty year olds running laps around them. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't yeah. understand that, and that's the problem. It's not that people don't have time or people don't have the money because they don't want to make it a priority because they're lazy uh-huh. and all they've ever done has been spoiled their whole life and they're entitled and think everything should be given to them. And then when it's not, oh, it's never their fault either. It's uh-huh. always those people who blame everything on everyone else. So it's just, you know, people need to make the priority. There always is time. That's the point. There always yeah. is fucking time. Mm-hmm. There's always 30 minutes, an hour. Everyone has two, three hours a week to give up, to go exercise. Yeah, maybe you take it away from your family. Maybe you take it away from your free time. Maybe you take it away from a hobby. But nothing's more important than your physical strength. Exactly. If you're strong <clears> – <throat> you're healthy, your brain's going to work better. I don't care yeah. if you're a fucking nerd and you're sitting at your desk in IT and you think you don't need to use your muscles because you sit there all day. Now, why is my back hurt? Why are my shoulders hurt? Why is my neck hurt? All you got to do is stand up and fix your posture and do maybe a 30-minute workout, you know, four times a week. Mm-hmm. But no, they want to sit there and they want to play their games all day hunched over. So oh, yeah. I love playing games. I sit on my computer. I'm a fucking nerd all the time. But it's like, I don't, you just got to care. You just got to care. And no. That's what it is. <clears throat> you said something to me. The other uh, last week, actually, you said something to me that kind of stuck. You, uh, we were talking about my rehabilitation for my knee, yeah. and you said that um, what you do is you focus on rehabilitation. You you can do rehabilitation, but you said something else that's like preventative, like prehab. Prehab, yes, that's yeah. what you said. Prehab. Pre-rehab. Rehab, now, yeah. what's what's the importance of prehab, and how do you? Is there like a specific muscle joint or anything? Like, for example, when we're doing calf raises, yeah. my ankle clicks. Okay. So would you prehab that or is that something that's a problem now that we need to fix? And then we're going to focus on other things to prehab. Well, yeah. So that's probably, you know, it clicks, but it doesn't hurt. So it's probably not a big issue. Mm-hmm. Probably like maybe you had some scar tissue. Maybe you rolled your ankles. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, we could probably fix it with some mobility stuff. But like prehab is usually for people that are athletes, right? So mm-hmm. like, you know, in strong man, there's, you know, injuries that are common and they're predictable, right? Yeah. So I do exercises like if I have a bad shoulder uh, and I have a heavy log over at press, like I'm going to do re- re- prehab sh- exercises to strengthen the weakness that I know is in my shoulder mm-hmm. to prevent it from getting injured and then having to go into rehab. Okay. So like it's really important for athletes. It's really important for people with prior injuries. So like 
I injured, you know, tore my ACL. I went through rehab. It got better. I got back to play. Now all of a sudden it's bothering me again. Well, it's bothering you again because once you have surgery, it's never going to be the same and the muscles are going to get weaker easier. So okay. you have to stay up on the, the surrounding muscles because scar tissue is going to build up and whatnot. And it's not what's really was there before. It'll never be 100%. So th- those muscles are always going to take damage unless you do stuff to support them. Mm. So, like, yeah, it may not happen within five, ten years, but also one day you're going to be like, oh, my God, that's me. You're going to take a step, and it's never going to feel good again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to get surgery again. So, it's like, why not spend some time, you know, I don't know, ten minutes, twice a week to do some prehab exercises? Like, for most people, like the general population, it's, it's you know, it's only really needed into, like, some older populations or if you have prior injuries or, you know, you know your bursitis. If that keeps popping up, there's stuff you can do to help reduce that. Mm-hmm. So, like, for known issues, it's really important. I mean, if you're just a normal person and no injuries, like, maybe it's not that important, but it might be one day. So, like, say you think you you had some shoulder pain, why not just do some exercises that maybe don't even really do anything, except for get a little more blood flow to make that go away? It should make you more confident in your abilities anyways. Right. If you do more prehab, you'll be less scared to re-injure that or Mm -hmm. you'll be less scared to get injured during an event because you trust it because you did everything you needed to. Mm. It doesn't entirely prevent uh, injuries. You never can. Like we can reduce the risk. That's what's important. Right. So for like a regular person, say not an athlete, but like just a regular person going about their day-to-day, you know, just walking around, sitting at a desk, what's somewhere that like they maybe don't realize should be a focus that you would be like, Hey, we need to focus on this because your lifestyle, even though it is sedentary, yeah. this can be a problem down the line and you don't want to deal with that. Well, I mean, the biggest thing we see is the, the uh, posture and the hips, right? You're mm-hmm. sitting on your ass all day. Your spine isn't really supposed to just sit there and take all that weight all day. Your feet are mm-hmm. why our muscles in our legs are so big and strong. Yeah. And then your posture, like even into my chair, it's forcing my shoulders kind of forward. I can't sit in this chair all day. Right. Or bother my back. Mm-hmm. Start hurting my shoulders. And then, you know, we're meant to stand upright like this while we're walking, not to be hunched over like this. So right. that's going to start putting extra load on your spine. And then we're going to start rounding different parts of our spine. And then when our spine rounds, the muscles around them aren't meant for that angle or degree. So those are going to start taking more pressure and those are going to start hurting. And then people are like, why did my back hurt all day? I sit down. I don't do anything. Well, there you go. You don't work those muscles. And then your muscles forget how to do things. Like mm-hmm. you have to teach your muscles how to feed them, right? Right. Like when I teach you about pulling with your upper back when you do stuff, you, a lot of people just go pull with their arms. And they're like, yeah. it hurts my wrist. It hurts my elbow shoulder. Because your back's this big and your arm's this big. Like pull with the muscle that is the larger muscle. The larger muscle. Mm-hmm. So people just... You know, when we're kids, you see a kid do a perfect freaking squat, man. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Like, humans are born able to do everything. But modern society, you know, so sedentary, which, you know, there's there's pros and cons to it, but we're so sedentary now. We, we have to do a little extra stuff that isn't so comfortable. We're all, well, at least here in America, we're so comfortable, right? Like, you know, I'm so comfortable. Like, I don't have to worry about where I'm getting my next meal or something, like, coming home to my couch and I'm sitting on my recliner couch eating some pizza and watching some television, man. I'm so comfortable, but it's like a beautiful life. It really is. But humans and, you know, being alive is about being uncomfortable, man. Like, mm-hmm. you know, life is about suffering. I just look at all the wild animals. They all suffer all the time. Like they're not sitting down relaxing, you know, one's awake, you know, one's sleeping garden, like animals just get eaten out of nowhere. They don't know when they're going to die. Right. Always scavenging for food and scurrying. So, but bodies evolved to like beat those kind of odds. So now that we don't have those odds most of the time, you know, that's where all the anxiety is coming from and depression. Cause mm-hmm. we can be like that now. Cause those, those, those emotions are great to keep us alive, but we don't really need them as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Causing a lot of problems like that too. So then we go into that mental aspect of not exercising. Your body's made to be uncomfortable. It wants to be stressed. It wants to be work. Yes, it hurts. Yes, it's tiring. Yes, you're going to be hurting for a couple of days. But eventually, it's fun. Eventually, you start getting confident. Eventually, mm-hmm. you want to start lifting heavier stuff. And then your body feels better. When your body feels better, you're going to be happier. And then at the end of every workout, your body's going to release some endorphins. And endorphins are the drugs that tell your brain to be happy and enjoy something. Mm-hmm. Because your body 
wants to go do it again because it knows it's good for it. Mm -hmm. And that's what it needs to do because the body knows it needs to be stronger. It needs to be faster. It needs to be in better shape to survive. So that's what it wants. Yeah. And that's why your body adapts to training because it wants to. Exactly. And then a lot of people are just lazy. And, you know, a lot of times they come from families that, you know, didn't, their parents didn't find an importance in sports or physical activity and they sat them in front of the TV. I mean, that, that was the old generation, but now we're seeing kids super active. I see kids weightlifting. Like, you see like 12 year old girls over at Preston more than grown men now. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, I think it's going in a better direction, but you know, overall, the general population needs to really reevaluate what they spend their money on like i feel like everything that our society is at this point is focused around comfort and how to not have to do shit you know that's fine you know i i want my life to be where i can do the least amount of fucking work too like i don't i don't want to work all the time but you want to even it out with exactly discomfort of this kind of stuff where you're stressing out your muscles you know very brutal painful sport I yeah. lift these stupid weights and these dumb objects over my head. You were showing me that 200 pounds. Almost 200, 195, but. You well, know. you had yeah, 200. That shit is like. That's... Oh, when it went towards my head? Yeah. Yeah, it gets scary, but it's fun, right? Like, that's why people like crave, you know, like roller coasters. Mm-hmm. You know, they like driving fast. They like swimming in the ocean. It's exciting because yeah. it gets your blood pumping, right? Like, just go to the gym. And you don't have to be a bodybuilder or an athlete or strongman. Go to the gym. You know, get a treadmill at your house. You don't have to lift weights to be active. Go, just start going for walks every day. Like mm-hmm. you're, the best thing you do for your body is go on a walk. You know, my joints start hurting a little more, my hips, my knees. I just start adding a 10, 15 minute walk every day to my daily routine and the pain goes away. Because mm-hmm. your body needs to move. Yeah. It's made to move. Just adding that motion in changes yeah. all we're, we're mostly body. We're like tiny percent brain. I know, we, I know we think all the time, but it's like most of us are living is our physical body mm-hmm. and how you feel. So if you're in pain all the time, you're going to be a miserable, grumpy person. Oh, absolutely. You have yeah. to take care of your body because that's, that's the only way you're getting around. Yeah. And you are literally living in that all the time. Well, a lot of people, you know, they'll have this attitude like, why don't you pay a coach? And they're like, oh, I don't need that. If I wanted to exercise, I would go online and figure it out like you were saying. And they're like. They make a joke like, ha why would I ever exercise? Why would I spend money on that? It's a waste. And then you look at them and they, they're just not a great person. They're a miserable, angry person who's, who just thinks they're better than everyone and knows everything. But then that person probably goes home and is like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, of course. I don't, I don't know what the problem is. First, I've never thought hiring somebody that knows something is a bad thing. Like I do it in my daily life all the time. I don't know how to plumb. So. Basement floods, I hire a plumber. Right. Gonna, exactly. There's always someone who knows more than you. Yeah. So that you have to that. pay to go do that. That's the point. Like, why do we have to pay for somebody to tell me what to do and just sit there and watch me? Like, it's not what we're doing. I, I'm making, I'm telling you, I'm observing things you can't see or you can't feel. Yeah. And I'm telling you how to do it better. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just odd to me that, you know, people think it's a waste of money. But like, oh, I don't need a personal trainer. I I can walk. I'm not 400 pounds. I'm not fat. Mm-hmm. Sure, but like, do your knees kind of hurt? Are you 28 and your lower back's throbbing all the time? Mm. Are you 20, 28 and your head's kind of 24? Do you got a little hump growing on your top of your back? Mm. You can't walk more upstairs without, you know, heavy breathing. Right. Neither can I. But I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> but that is the point. Like, you don't have to keep a coach forever, but. You know, you can hire a coach just to teach you what you want and then just, just can do the most basic things. Yeah. Nobody's ever asking you to do anything you don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, there's things you should do. And I do not understand why people do not value strength. Like, strength is an equal measurement of how tough you are. Absolutely. You don't have to be super damn strong. You just got to be strong enough to do all of your daily tasks for people to care. Right, exactly. This is all it is. And there is a direct correlation from what I've noticed. Uh, people who take care of their bodies and look look good, you know, like their body looks good, they're in shape, they take care of their body, they work out. There's a direct correlation between people who are successful in life, have the drive and the motivation to pursue something outside of just like that comfortable life, yeah. but like work and purpose and all of that. There's a direct correlation between people who work out and treat their body properly and success versus, you know, the people that just sit on the couch and eat pizza and drink all day and their lack of success. 
They're comfortable. They yeah. don't. They lack discipline. I mean, you know, those people are like, well, I'm just not motivated to like. Or I'm not motivated to wake up. I don't want to get the fuck out of bed, but I got to go to work. So I get up and I go to work. That's mm-hmm. called discipline. You do some things that's good for you that you don't want to do. Like, like lifting's like my entire life. And there's a lot of times where I'm just like, I don't want to fucking do anything. I'm in so much pain. I'm so tired. I'm hungry. But like, I set a goal. I have a goal. I know what I want to get. I know where I want to be. And I need to go to the gym. And I need to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. So you do it. And then all of a sudden at the end, you're like, I'm so glad I did that just so much better yeah like you're like yes you're gonna keep doing that but then it's a pattern and it's a pattern and at first it's really fucking hard mm-hmm. it's really hard to get yourself to go do stuff and then when you get in there you might hate the whole freaking time and then you're like i don't i don't want to do this anymore you keep going and you keep going and then you learn something and then something feels better and then you lift lifting heavier weights and then you get happy it all comes back to like the gym is the easiest thing like you can control what you do in the gym right mm-hmm. it's the easiest way to control being uncomfortable like you can control everything to make your own yourself uncomfortable. Like where else in life can you control being uncomfortable? Typically nowhere. Most of the time, no. Usually discomfort's coming from an external source. Yeah. No so like, yeah, you can go sign. You can go to an amusement park and go on rides and stuff. Yeah, but like every day, like the easiest way to train yourself to be disciplined and be uncomfortable is going to the gym. Mm. And when I say uncomfortable, not like you know, like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with these creeps. Like your body uncomfortable in uncomfortable ways and. You know, dealing with pain. It teaches you how to deal with pain. It teaches you how to deal with stress. It teaches you how to show up and just do something. Mm-hmm. When you make it, it teaches you how to make a goal. Oh my God, so many people in life have no goals. Like, no goals. None. And I'm not saying you have to aspire to be rich, man. Like, I'm, you don't have to aspire to be this freaking real estate mogul, but zero goals. Yeah, you have to be pushing yourself towards something. What's the point of being alive? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're just existing or are you living? So, like, you don't have to dedicate your life to the gym, but. If you can, there's one thing in your life you can keep consistent through, you know, deaths, through divorce, fucking injuries, through any stress in your life is the gym. And that can always be a good place for you to go. And it's, there's no problems. It's just you, it's the gym, and it's the pain in your body. And that's it. And there's, there's some solace you can take in that. It's just, it's just a very good place. And it's something you can always control. And I think that's great. And I probably why I enjoy it so much. It's just mm-hmm. a part of your life you can have a hundred percent control of. Yeah. It's just it's a beautiful thing. So I don't understand why people people are scared. And that's where, you know, go hire a coach. Mm-hmm. You're afraid to go to the gym, just hire somebody. Yeah, he might he might suck. He might be a, a really shitty coach, but you hired somebody and now you took that step to go and pay extra money to do it. And now mm-hmm. you're in the gym. And now you're learning. And he sucked, so you fired him. Find a better one. Mm-hmm. find a better one yeah you didn't know who to find because you're brand new to this you didn't know how to weed out the bad ones but mm-hmm. you learn from that mistake just like everything else in life and that's probably where the stigma comes from from they don't want to waste their money hiring somebody yeah you know you have to put your trust in other people if you want to better yourself you're never going to be able to be better by yourself either right you can only get so far by yourself you need somebody there to push you past your yeah what your perceived be, just barriers are in any aspect of life you always need someone be there to support you or to help you no one can do anything alone right mm-hmm. you cannot be the best at anything alone right like it's just you need support you need other people other people know things you don't know mm-hmm. other people have resources you don't have you know you know y'all you might only need somebody maybe you're the smartest person that ever exists and you can do everything on your own you're still going to need someone to be there when you're upset and when you're stressed so yeah. like why not be at a gym that you have nobody you can have the gym you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's just absolutely. That's a great place. I feel like that's a place that a lot of people do go. Um, people typically, not typically, but I notice that people going through tough times in life when they're stressed, anxious, depressed, whatever, they turn to the gym because it's a source of. I mean, to your point, right? It's controlled discomfort. Yeah. My knee. I, told you I can't <laughs> sit that long, man. Uh, it's controlled <laughs> discomfort. So yeah. you're actually putting your body through a strenuous activity. That it normally wouldn't be doing. Yeah. And you have full control over how heavy you're lifting and the form and all of that. Um, but to your to your point about the, you know, bad trainer versus a good trainer, yeah. are there any are there any signs that like someone can look for to say maybe someone's a bad trainer versus a good trainer? I mean like what can they look for to be like, no, this guy's not it, or is there anything they can look at and be like, Yeah, this guy's a good one? Like, what do their programs look like? Are they just very basic? Do they not ask you any questions? Do they not put you through any sort of, like, evaluation test and then 
when they build your program, does it look like they're building around the things they told you was wrong with you? Mm. I mean, are they, do they seem like they're just, you know, a cookie cutter online influencer who's trying to promote every five seconds or, you know, do they look like they can lift? Do they look like they can do what you're talking about? Do they have any like examples of, you know, what people did before them? Uh-huh. Do they have any clients that would vouch for them? Like, there's a lot of things like, where do they work? Like, yeah, like, you know, big box gyms, you might, you, you, you don't usually get great trainers there because usually I committed, but like, I mean, I worked at one, it's just, you know, and I got a lot of my clients. They, that's where I met a lot of people I know. Yeah, they could be bad places, but like, you just got to look out who sounds like they know what they're talking about. I mm. mean, you can talk to a plumber and be like, that guy has no idea what he's talking about. Or you can talk to like a carpenter and you could be like, that guy sounds like he's bullshitting you. Like, right. A guy, you yeah. How nervous are they to train you? Like how much experience do they have? Do they seem comfortable talking to you? Can they say like, can, does it seem like they can understand you? Like maybe he's a really good trainer, but like sometimes, you know, this is a very personable job. Like you have to be able to get along and, relate to the other person have you know be friends with them essentially you're with them you know be it one plus hour a week like when you're texting them and they're entrusting their health of you like you have to be their friend yeah and a lot of my clients become my friends we're just so close we we spend this time together in here and we laugh and they're going through pain and i'm laughing at them Mm -hmm. and you know making jokes and shit and it's it's really fun but you have to be able to connect with other people and if very nervous off-putting person then maybe they know everything but you have to be able to communicate. So no, you're not gonna be able to have. You're not gonna be able to trust them because they just seem off. Well, yeah. So like, you know, to find like a really bad one, like maybe they're new, but you just wanna, you wanna like look at like what they've produced before, or like what they look like, or how they preach what they talk about. Are they pushy with like vegan or non-vegan diets? Are they uh-huh. trying to push supplements on you? Does it seem like like? I don't know, like look at their Instagram. How do they promote themselves? How do they look like they're promoting themselves like an influencer or are they promoting themselves like a professional coach? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what kind of content do they produce? Like when they talk to you, do they sound like they know what they're talking about? Do they do they try to teach you like the 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 proper terminology? Do they try to pe- teach you the proper movements or are they just like, yeah, do an RDL and like that looks good and give you like no feedback on why it looks good or why it doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Right, like there's a fine line between coaching and overcoaching, but I mean, I don't know. Like, if, does this person exude any confidence in what they're presenting? Right. I don't. I so I always look for in somebody. Like, if I'm talking to somebody and I want to spend my money on something, how confident does that man or that person sound in what they're selling me? And then I'm like, okay, like how rational it is that they're telling me. Like, is that person telling me? If this coach telling me I'm going to hit all of my goals? Like, no. Nobody hits all their goals, right? You miss your goals or all these are beautiful goals. I'll help you lose 50 pounds in like three months before that wedding, honey, to fit in your dress. Like that's very unreasonable. Like do they help you set realistic expectations of progress and growth or are they just promising you everything that you want to hear? No, a good coach is going to tell you more things you don't want to freaking hear. They want to tell you the hard truths. You're going to never get better if you can't accept like bad, hard truth. Right, exactly. You I'm going to tell you if you're shit. I'm going to tell you you're shit and you're over cocky <laughs> and you need to calm the fuck down because you don't know nothing. I'm going to tell you that because that's what you need to hear to be better. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You want to find somebody that you can mesh with and then you want to find also somebody that seems like they care about you. And it seems like they take the time to ask you questions to figure out how to make you better and how to, you know, improve yourself and, you know, any issues you might have, stuff like that. So, I mean, a lot of, a lot of, there's so many bad trainers out there. I mean, there's probably more good trainers without certifications than there are with certifications. Absolutely. And then there's people like, oh, I have a exercise science degree or, or what now, or I'm a strength and condition certified, but you're in a college with zero experience. Like, like, no, that's not the guy I want. He probably doesn't know how to write a program. Right. He knows how to maybe work out and teach exercises, but that's one part of the job. The other part is continuing a program of progress and progression. Mm-hmm. That's the most important part is the proper progression of program. I can teach you perfect form all day, but unless I tell you how to get better at all of it and I can guide you that way, what the what am I gonna do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, not doing anything at that point. Yeah. So am I just repeating the same thing week to week, month to month? Or am I do you do you notice that like, oh, I he can go back and be like, This is why you did this, 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 and that, and that, that, and show you the, the track record. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things, right? I mean 
I'm very passionate about this, as you can see. I mean, I've been working out most of my life, and yeah. it's really all I care about other than, like, my family and friends. But, like, not all coaches need to be this, this obsessed, but, like, not a bad thing. It's a good are. thing. Like I really care. I care about what I produce. I care about what I give my my people. I, I I care about people probably too much, but like I just I like to help people and see their progress and mm-hmm. people get stronger when they first come in. And they ask, oh, "I just want to lose weight. I don't care about being stronger." But all of a sudden, like they start getting stronger, and then the goals change. Like I want to get stronger. I don't care about that number on the scale. Mm-hmm. Like that's showing the progression of confidence you want in somebody because if i'm obsessing about a number on a scale i'm not going to get anywhere that's going to stress me out so much Mm -hmm. stress causes everything else to collapse so like if i can get you to a point where you don't care about that number on scale as long as you're looking like you want to look and you're confident what you look like and how strong you are Mm -hmm. that's where we want to get you confidence is everything once you have the confidence then we can start taking away food taking away calories to cut you down and get that six-pack you want Mm -hmm. without the confidence to get through that you're not going to be able to sustain that that mental task most of the time a lot of people mm-hmm. of not eating enough it's so annoying mm-hmm. i hate not eating enough that's why i compete in the big weight class yeah because i don't give a shit i love this big old power belly bro i'm struggling in the opposite direction because when once you threw that to me like eating bro eating three meals a day are you fucking kidding you me start feeling good like, are you fucking kidding me yeah you start being happy i can eat good food now yeah dude. it's actually it's actually pretty awesome being able to eat as much as i am and calling yeah. it a diet it's not a diet. Like, I mean, everything's a diet. Diet is mean, what you yeah. eat. It's a, it's honestly it's proper. I was just saying, it's proper nutrition, right? Yeah. Like, I don't like to call things diets. More like you're eating how you're supposed to for what you want. Right. Um. But so to bring it all back, do is there any one in particular, a particular demographic, or particular goals that you like your clients to have when they come to you, or are you training people who just want to be pain free? Also training people who are powerlifting, also bodybuilding, also athletes. Like, do you train everyone, or is there certain people that like they have a certain goal and they should be coming to you? I mean, I I can train a lot of people. I mean, I like people who want to get stronger. That's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. But I also help people lose weight. Uh, another thing that I really enjoy is helping people rehab from pain and injury, and then seeing the confidence boost with that. So, yeah. I mean, people who have prior injuries that want to get back to being as active they were, as strong as they were, as athletic they were, people who want to be stronger, like, you know, strength athletes. Mm. I do have a lot of my clients are general population people who just want to, you know, lose Exist. weight and look better. But yeah. eventually, pretty much all of them now have come around to, they're like, I want to get stronger. And they mm-hmm. get, you know, they get genuinely upset when they, they, they lose some progress because they were less committed and then they come in and we talk about it and all of a sudden they get motivated again and they get stronger again. And yeah. then, so like, I mean, I don't, I don't care who I work with to be honest. Uh, but my preference for sure that I would probably be best at is what I've seen. I'm best at is helping mm-hmm. people with prior injuries who want to get back to being athletes. Mm-hmm. That's honestly what I love doing is training those folks. And I love training my strong man too, because that's what I do. I love mm-hmm. strong man. Uh, the strong man is like a beautiful family, man. Everyone gets so close in that community, even outside of my team. Like, just you go to shows and people are just the best human beings you'll ever meet, and they're like really giants, bro. Yeah, dude, strong men are the nicest human beings that exist. Yeah, I feel like it's typically the trend is the bigger the guy, the, the nicer, nicer they, they are. are. Yeah, because yeah. why be mean? We're happy. Yeah, look how much food I eat, and look how much <laughs> weight I'm lifting. I'm, I'm confident. I'm I'm not hungry. Oh yeah, absolutely. What does there be upset about? No, and then oh. you're hanging out with a bunch of bros, dude, who are just as big as you. Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, 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 look at this big belly. And you're lifting rocks, dude. There's nothing. There's no better community, man. They're the most supportive. Like, it's an individual sport. But, like, they're so supportive. All, all the people you compete against, they, they cheer for you in the crowd. Mm-hmm. They want you to be better. If if somebody doesn't, you know, is, is not really certain on how, how to do this technique for this odd implement, most of the time, a lot of people go over there and we try to teach them during warm-ups, like grab it here, put it here, turn here, do, do this, do that. Because like, why, first off, why am I going to want to beat you if you're not at your best? Mm-hmm. There's no honor. Like, yeah, exactly. People aren't in the sport of strongman for money. There's not a lot of money in strongman. Like mm-hmm. World Strongest Man, I think you get like 50K for winning. The Arnold and the Road Classic, I think it was at 90K. But like still, for the caliber of athletes and the caliber or, and how much work you have to put in and how much pain and suffering you go through, just internally, like for the sport, people do not do this sport for money. It's if you're in strongman for money, you're not going to succeed. Right. It's it's exactly. a sport of passion. It's a mm-hmm. sport of like 
community and you have to really be into it if you want to succeed yeah there's people who do it as a hobby but like you know i have goals in it of course i'd like to be you know go pro and that's the goal but like it's 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 a sport that you just if you don't love it there's you're not going to do well and you're not going to there's too much pain involved if you're right, not passionate exactly. about but yeah i mean like the big the big dudes were the nicest human beings oh, but yeah, yeah i could be a dick i mean you could probably ask my students and They'd be like, yeah, Mr. Strawn can, you know, you know, get a little, you know, mean sometimes or get upset, but like I'm fair and I'm reasonable and I'm mm-hmm. an easy guy to talk to. And they probably, you know, they, we, we, we mesh pretty well. So I don't know. I like talking to people and I like helping them. And I don't know why. Well, I mean, <laughs> I hate most people, yeah, to be you, honest. Well, you're, you're a pretty <laughs> sociable person for someone who really doesn't like that's one thing I've noticed about you. It's like a, it's like a thing. I, I like people, right? I like individuals. I like people as individuals. It's just large groups of people and going to large gatherings. And people get stupid. People start losing like sight of what they're doing. And oh, absolutely. I just get annoyed. I'm like, oh my god, I'm in this crowd. Like, can I just listen to this band without seeing people fight over there? Like, mm-hmm. and then again, that goes back to discipline. Why are you fighting in a crowd in public? You're gonna get arrested. What's the point of that? Where are you gonna go in life then? Like. It's just, just about, so, I get angry at so many people, but do I just go out and start fighting people? No. No, I learn how to control it. Self-control. Yeah, you learn how to control it and be an adult and, you know, just shrug it off because most of the time, who cares what that guy's, they're probably angry about something else. Yeah. Like, go to the gym and then you won't be as angry and you'll, you'll let it out in the gym and you'll go to apologize to your wife or whoever you're angry at. Mm-hmm. And you'll be fine. That's what's up. Dude, that's the, that's the philosophy, bro. You gotta be hunky before the tuna. That's how. <laughs> Look, I got the Pumba on too. I'm all red. Um, one last thing before we finish up the podcast. Is there anything that you'd want people, maybe they're thinking about hiring a coach or getting into the gym, anything that, any advice you would give them? Do they, you know, whether it be finding a coach or going to the gym, um, that they should take away from today's episode and everything that you talked about today? I mean, just go. Like, that's it. There's nothing you can say. You're never going to be motivated. So just do it. Like there's nothing else. You're not going to be motivated. One percent of the time, you're motivated to exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like motivation's fake. Motivation is not real. And when it happens, it's it's very short term. Discipline's long term. So you just go. It's hard. It's gonna suck. You're not gonna enjoy it at all. But just do it. And like start go. Just go. You don't have to go into weightlifting with you. You're scared to lift weights. Whatever. There's big dudes like me in there. You're scared. Makes sense, right? I'd be nervous too if I didn't know where I. Like, if I go into, like, a beauty salon and, I don't know, I want to cut someone's hair, I'm going to be nervous because all these people who are professionals are looking at me. I don't right. know. It's a stupid example, but that's what you get. <laughs> the analogy is still understood, actually. But, like, just go and go walk on a treadmill for 10 minutes. That's all you did. Stretch a little bit. Good. You did good. You went. Mm-hmm. Next time, try to go for 12 minutes on a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Next time, try to go 15. Maybe stretch a little longer. Good. Okay. I got that. I'll maybe go for, like, 20-minute walk on a treadmill and do some abs and stretching like it's it's slow progressions if you try to just go all the way and you're gonna fail you can't ever just put everything in immediately you're gonna fail right that's gonna be so overwhelming mm-hmm. yes there are people who can do that but most people cannot right right so just go and slowly build it up and then eventually you get to a point okay i think i i want to start training weights more and i've been doing some random stuff that i see people online doing mm-hmm. But I want to learn, and I want to actually get good, and I want to be confident doing this. And then you go and hire somebody. Mm-hmm. But the first step is not going and hiring somebody most of the time. The first time, just go. Just go. Just be in the gym. You don't have to do anything. Just go and hang out. You know, Go and hang out and stretch and leave. Mm-hmm. Go walk outside the gym. But Get comfortable with the environment. Yeah, just one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know? Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> now, we're going to... Uh... The people watching this, um, where can they find you and hit you up for coaching or questions if they're at that point? The Instagram. Instagram? And what's the handle? At Johnny underscore Ooh. Signature. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I wanted to thank you for coming on today, John. Making the time after our training session. Yeah, making the time that. to come to my house. Well, I made the time to walk into my garage for you, Mike. I love you so much. I appreciate that. I love you. (laughs) I want to thank you guys. You know, I love you guys too.
I want to thank you guys for watching today's episode. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. If you have any questions for me or Mr. Powerhouse, sure. feel free to DM <laughs> one of us or put it in the comments. Thank you and have an amazing day.